absolutely. The sexual function definitely was taking a hit, yeah. and that that improved within just the first couple of weeks. Yeah, and that's what I'm going to talk about today. Oh, the tell paper, me about uh, men's sexual health and heart disease, and how the two are tied together. I subscribed to Muscle Media Magazine, lifetime subscription. Mm -hmm. This is in, toward the end of 1997. In early 1998, Bill came out with all the first year winners in the Body for Life contest. And I looked at these people, uh, men and women, different ages, and I was amazed at their changes that they made. At first I thought it was photoshopped. I'm Dr. Nick Delgado, Simply Healthy TV. I'm with Dr. Jeff Life. Dr. Life, you've been one of the kind of icon role models, not only for people of, of this generation. I mean, of course, Jack O'Lane was a great inspiration, right? right? And you're now, may I ask, 76, so coming seven. up on 77. Yeah. And I'd like to get the elements of what you think are important for an aging population that wants to remain youthful. Uh, you just mentioned that you've partaked in uh, Dr. Dean Ornish's program. And uh, tell me about that program and how has that changed or influenced your dietary and lifestyle? Well, D Dean Ornish has uh, really two approaches to, uh, to, to preventing heart disease and reversing heart disease. Mm -hmm. I'm on the reversing heart disease program because okay. I have heart disease. Yes. And so it's very extreme. It's a vegan diet with the exception of, uh, mm -hmm. of egg whites and non-fat dairy. So yes. it's a low-fat, low-sugar vegan diet. Nice. And that's not easy to follow. And, yeah, I've actually gone through his program and learned how to, to do this. Mm -hmm. And I've talked about it in my books. And I, I think it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's the only program that's really documented to reverse heart disease. Right. Dr. Jeff Life, you found then that since December that you made this change in your, in your diet. Did you notice a difference in your performance, your abilities in the gym, your mental cognition? Any other things that you personally noticed? It definitely has improved uh, my energy levels. Mm -hmm. I dropped body fat. I mean, I started out with 12% body yeah, fat. Yeah, you've always looked phenomenal. So I dropped that uh, about 3 or 4% and without changing anything else, just the diet. Yet you maintain your muscle mass, correct? Yes, so far I have. Yeah. And uh, I, I was concerned about that because it's fairly low protein. And uh, so I deliber deliberately make sure I eat enough protein with egg whites and non-fat dairy. Yeah. And then beans and legumes and all that. I went through a similar odyssey um, when I first met Nathan Pritikin because at that time I had cardiovascular disease, specifically a, a TIA, a small stroke, and I was all of only uh, 22. Uh, and uh, so when I read his book, Live Longer Now, and I started making the changes, for one year I adhered to and kept egg whites in my diet and added some proteins. And I was concerned, and I was very mindful of the fact that I might lose muscle density because I loved lifting weights and staying mm -hmm. fit. And not only did I not lose muscle density, but by the second year, I found out that I couldn't quite get my cholesterol down because I was still adhering to a little bit of a chicken in my diet. Got rid of the chicken, got rid of the egg whites, and I'm watching my body mass and 
percent body fat and thinking I'm going to lose muscle density, and it was quite the opposite. My muscle density continued to improve, and it was dependent on exercise intensity. It was dependent on my hormone levels and getting quality sleep. So those things play a role, don't they? Absolutely. Yeah. Key factors: the right kind of strength training. Yes. And maintaining optimal hormone levels. You know, you can't build, maintain muscle mass or build muscle mass if you have really low testosterone levels or low growth hormone levels. Yeah. And it's, it's not something that someone has gone out of their way that uh, it, it's focused on one individual. I mean, by decades of age, somewhere past the age of 25, 30, testosterone levels start to drop by okay. 40 and 50. And it's inevitable, right? It's inevitable. And yet there's concern about cardiovascular disease and testosterone therapy. I'm sure you've reviewed the literature and you know the, the so-called controversy. What's your opinion? Well, that was a poorly done study. Correct. It's been really widely criticized by experts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morgan Th- Thaler uh, has, is one of the most outspoken people against that study. Yes, and he's a Harvard professor. Yes. He's reviewed the literature on prostate cancer and heart disease, right. yes. Um, so I think it's just nonsense. And, and it, as long as your levels are being watched and monitored mm-hmm. um, by someone that knows what they're doing, I think, uh, no, it's very safe. In fact, it actually reduces men's risk for heart disease and prostate cancer. Right. Uh, so you won a, st- uh, a contest, uh, Bill Phillips' Body for Life. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me about that experience and what motivated you to get excited about it. This was back in 1997 when I was really in lousy shape. I was type 2 diabetic. I had heart disease. I had abdominal obesity. I had full-blown metabolic syndrome. I was a poor example. You were a physician then as well? Yes. Okay. Poor example to my patients and my mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. And one day, uh, one of my patients, uh, I don't know who it was, left a copy of Muscle Media Magazine in the exam room. I think he or she deliberately left it. <laughs> I took it home and read it. Yeah. And I just was really impressed with the quality of the science. Yeah. So that night I subscribed to Muscle Media Magazine, lifetime subscription. Mm-hmm. This is in, toward the end of 1997. In early 1998, Bill came out with all the first-year winners of the Body for Life contest. I looked at these people, uh, men and women, different ages, and I was amazed at their changes that they made. At first I thought it was Photoshopped. I don't even know if Photoshop was a word back then, but... It looked like it could have been altered. Yeah. And uh, I really looked at it closely, and I thought, you know, maybe there is something to this. So I decided to enter that contest. Mm-hmm. And I hired a trainer named Ernie, mm-hmm. Ernie Ball. And Ernie is a former uh, Navy SEAL from Vietnam. And uh, he incorporated all his techniques and strategies that he used in Vietnam to fight the Viet Cong uh, in his training. Hmm. And so it was brutal. And we started out three times a week, and I decided to enter this contest. And so we upped to five times a week. Hmm. And that's, that's how I did it. I ended up winning the contest for my age group. And that included men and women. That's the only, the 55 and older included both men and women. 
and I won the contest, and that's really what got me going on this whole thing. So your before, after, what was the change in body weight and, and percent body fat? Uh, and my body weight remained about the same, but I dropped 12 to 15 pounds of body fat and put on that much muscle Yeah. in, uh, in five months, just short of five months. I mean, it was miraculous. And, uh, but then I noticed after that, I was just turned 60 when I won. Mm-hmm. I noticed over the following four or five years, my, my performance started to deteriorate. And I started regaining visceral or belly mm-hmm. fat. And that's when I learned that my hormone levels were really low. Yeah. And that's when I became a patient and corrected my hormone deficiencies. So that was um, in 2003. And uh, so that was, what, 12, year, 12 years ago. Which hormones did you optimize? Did you look at thyroid and adrenal function and, and testosterone and estrogen levels? I, I looked at all that. Yes. And I was profoundly deficient in growth hormone mm-hmm. and testosterone. Yeah. Um, I don't know what my levels were when I won the contest, mm-hmm. but in when I was 64 years old, they were profoundly low, mm-hmm. and I noticed... And most people by 64 have very low levels, correct? Right. I mean, in your experience of evaluating yes. clients and patients? Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, once I corrected those, um, it just was almost an instantaneous change. Within a weeks? Week. Within a week. Yeah. Within the first two weeks, I noticed I was starting to look forward to going to the gym again mm-hmm. and started to drop body fat mm-hmm. and started to think more clearly. And that's just how it's been ever since. What about inflammation, pain and stiffness in the joints? Did you notice a difference uh, after utilizing optimized hormone levels and testosterone? For sure. Yes, for sure. I mean, the, the, my ability to recuperate from mm-hmm. uh, a heavy workout improved. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the aches and pains that I did before. And that's what I've found with all my patients that, that are on this program. I have a number of clients that come to us uh, with declining hormone levels and uh, decline in performance in the bedroom. Did you notice a change in your own libido and your own uh, physical prowess, if you will? Absolutely. The sexual function definitely was taking a hit. Yeah. And that that improved within just the first couple of weeks. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. At oh, the tell Denver, me. About uh, men's sexual health and heart disease and how the two are tied together. So oftentimes a man with ED or erectile dysfunction, the smaller blood vessels in the male organ clog up, and it's a sign, an earlier sign, than before they even clog up in the heart or simultaneously, right? Yes, it precedes heart disease uh, by about five years. Mm -hmm. So I think it's incumbent upon all physicians that take care of men Mm -hmm. to to first of all find out if they have ED, if they have erectile dysfunction. Yes. You know, it's a very common problem in America. And um, that's the first job of of a physician is to, to to get a guy to talk about this. And I think mm-hmm. we in A4M are in a really good position yes. to do that because many of the, our male patients come to us for that reason. They don't, they don't really 
tell tell you that unless you start talking to until the end of the conversation or the or the patient interview, right? Right. And so you so it's the physician needs to really delve into this and get mm-hmm. get him to talk about uh, uh, his sexual function. Mm-hmm. And if if he has ED, then then it's really uh, our responsibility to make sure it's not due to vascular disease. Right. It's not a sign of early vascular disease. Now, a simple EKG or a treadmill may miss a, a legitimate diagnosis. You Absolutely. you really have to do more sophisticated That's diagnostic right. testing, right? That's right. You have to do uh, blood work, mm-hmm. and then I talk about the different uh, approaches to diagnosing uh, vascular disease. I, I know there's a tendency right now to throw out the baby with the baby wash, uh, the whole thing of that cholesterol is unimportant. But from your education with Dean Ornish and the published literature, uh, clearly there's a direct correlation to total cholesterol levels, dietary intake, and the amount of atherosclerosis in not only in the heart, but throughout the vasculature and in the male organ. It's undeniable, isn't it? Yes. Uh, you know, I think the big cause of vascular disease is inflammation, but that directly relates to cl- plaque formation. Mm-hmm. And uh, the soft plaque is the dangerous plaque that can ero- the inflammation can erode into the lumen of the blood vessel, mm-hmm. which forms a clot right away, and that's what causes a heart attack. I know there's people out there, Dr. Jeff Life, who think, well, we have to take in a dietary source of cholesterol. My understanding, Guyton Medical Physiology and other textbooks shows that the body creates its own cholesterol, even if you don't consume it from a dietary source, that the liver produces the most, every cell of the body can make cholesterol. So we maintain usually an optimum range when we look at third world countries. But when we look uh, throughout the world, countries that consume a large amount of dietary cholesterol in fish, chicken, eggs, and meat, they have atherosclerosis, they have higher cholesterol levels. The two are totally related. That's right. Now, if you don't take in a dietary source of cholesterol, say you move away from a meat, dairy, egg-based diet, and you embrace more of a plant whole food diet, will your hormones be okay, but you still have an aging situation regardless. You still have to augment hormones, correct? Yes, I mean, men's ability to make testosterone declines because their testicles, you know, lose their ability to make testosterone. Now, with a lot of men, their ability to, to maintain growth hormone levels is is not compromised. As You know, diet and exercise really play a big important role in maintaining growth hormone production. And so growth hormone deficiency can usually be corrected through diet and exercise. A, a, a vegan diet does not adversely impact growth hormone levels. Right. But there is a subset of people in this country that just cannot make growth hormone. And these are the people that need to be diagnosed as growth, as, as growth hormone deficient. And I do that through a glucagon stimulation test. Yes. And then uh, treat it with growth hormone. 
Now, some of the lifestyle medicine physicians somehow either didn't look at the studies closely about the importance of augmenting human growth hormone, which should be a vitality hormone, maybe rather than just called growth hormone, because we think of it as a, a young child growing and needing more growth hormone. As we age, we still need growth hormone or the vitality hormone. And more importantly, that hormone works directly with other hormones synergistically to help the body to function properly. Uh, absolutely. You know, if you are growth hormone deficient mm -hmm. and you can't correct it through exercise and nutrition, yeah. then you are doomed to a life of increased risk for all the age-related diseases, mm -hmm. uh, depression, uh, and an early death, premature death. Yes. And quality of life and suffers, of but life. besides premature death, I mean, yeah. what could be worse? So, you know, the lifestyle medicine doctors were concerned that augmenting growth hormone in deficient people or those who had higher IGF levels, there was some, in their opinion, correlation to uh, increased rate of cancer. But we've seen those studies, and even in acromegalia, people who produce excess amounts of human growth hormone, they don't have an increased rate of, of cancer. Uh, no. And even in those over the age of 60, uh, and, and except for maybe colon cancer, but we don't know what their diet was, a giant, how much food do they eat, what do they eat, what's going on in their gut. So the reality is I think it's an unfound concern that uh, I think what they're looking at is after a person has cancer, IGF levels might go up in an inflammatory response. So that might have been confused. Could be. There's not a study that I know of uh, right. out there that shows that growth hormone supplementation increases one's risk for cancer. Yeah. Um, what is your goal for the optimum quality of life? Um, what are you going to continue to do to achieve your ideal goal? Are there certain nutraceuticals, certain herbs, certain compounds that you've added to your regime to optimize your health and quality of life? I think the B vitamins are very important. Yes. Especially if you're on a vegan diet. Yes. I think uh, just a general multivitamin is important. Mm -hmm. uh, I think f fish oil is important. Could you do omega algae possibly just at higher dosages to, sure. to match? Okay. And then, uh, you know, the key in my mind for healthy aging is, first of all, realize you don't have to follow the same path that your parents followed. Right. That we don't have to get old as we age. So my whole thing is just to not get old, stay youthful, and that's through the right kind of exercise, which includes flexibility, stretching, resistance training, and cardio training. Mm -hmm. uh, and then eating. Eating is the deal. What you put in your mouth is can make or break your, your, your I mean, I think, I, I think people need to look at what they're putting into their mouth as that this can kill them or can heal them. And if you look at that with every bite, everything you drink, then that really changes the, the way you approach your, your, your diet. And that's the number one thing that, that, that derails patients from really achieving a healthy lifestyle and a quality of life and reducing disease. Dr. Life, um, social connection, love, positive emotions, is that an important role in maintaining telomere length and quality of life? Very much so. And Dean Ornish studied that mm -hmm. and showed that uh, you can actually reverse telomere shortening mm -hmm. uh, through, through the right kind of diet, the right kind of exercise, love and support, and stress management. 
And that's really important because as cells, as the telomeres get get shorter, the cells age. And if you can stop the shortening, then the cells won't age. And through intense exercise, consistent, regular exercise, you reduce free radical damage, oxidative stress, and you, you basically set the, the, the stage for a healthy structure and body and mind. They're, they're all connected, aren't right. they? Absolutely. Yeah. Dr. Life, excellent. What is your website so people can find it's you? www.drlife.com. Excellent. drlife.com. Dr. Nick Delgado, Simply Healthy TV. Thanking Dr. Life and stay healthy. Thank you. Hi, Dr. Nick Delgado here. Please give us a review on iTunes and we'll be happy out of the group of reviews to choose a lucky winner of one of our award-winning products. It could be EstroBlock, Adrenal DMG, Stem Cell Strong, or even Power and Speed. We'll ship you a bottle at no cost. You'll enjoy it just from basically giving us a review on iTunes. Also, visit DelgadoProtocol.com. That's DelgadoProtocol.com and take our free hormonal quiz. Looking forward to assisting you to be your absolute best.